Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for the week, Chuck Fitzgerald, alongside my co-host and my Fireside Chats partner from the Sunshine State, Joe Quattrochi. For those guests who've just joined us, aloha and welcome aboard and welcome to tonight's Fireside Chat. How you doing? Yeah, this is definitely something <laughs> that we've stolen from uh, some presidents and other shows and, and we're, we're calling any show with just Joe and myself the Mickey Dudes Fireside Chat. So this is probably episode three or four of that. Um, and, you know, it, it's enjoyable, Joe. I, I like sitting here around the uh, the roaring fire, as it were, except in Florida where it's 900 degrees already. Um, and just talking with you about the Disney news, what's going on, what updates you have, and, and going from there. I will say it's a great night for a fireside chat because I had a very very busy weekend and i'm very tired right now and uh, so just having a nice relaxing conversation about a little bit of news a little bit about my experiences this weekend maybe a little bit chuck what you have coming up just just kind of a uh, spitballing some ideas around uh, the old fireside and just having a nice relaxing show it's actually i'm looking at uh, looking forward to it tonight yeah fa- it is always fantastic it's nice to to just throw your feet up have a lapu lapu and uh enjoy you a lapu lapu guy, Joe? Uh, I've I've had it before. It depends what kind of. Some nights you're feeling a lapu lapu, some nights you're not. Like today, uh, I was uh, at Hollywood Studios today uh, on Sunday, Jen and I, and uh, my wife decided to have a, a nice alcoholic beverage, and uh, 
I, I passed on it. So it depends on what kind of mood you're in. I did go for the blue milk today, though. So I know everybody knows I'm not a big Star Wars fan, and I don't hate it, but I'm not a big Star Wars fan. But I do enjoy the blue milk. I love it. So <laughs> it was good today. It was a hot one. Uh, with that being said, uh, by the time this show is released, May the 4th will have already come and gone. So may the 4th be with you uh, to all of you Star Wars people. I don't get it. I'm not a big Star Wars fan either, Joe. So I is it isn't there a fifth one that made the fifth because it's the Sith or something? Revenge like that. of the Fifth. Yeah, Revenge of the Fifth, and then uh, then of course you've got your it's gonna be May with uh, Justin Timberlake, the the classic. Uh, it's May. Uh, you know those have already been out there since uh, we put this show out, but right, that's yeah, always because it. it is already May. Yeah. Um, yes. And now I don't know if you've seen this, but the hashtag Free Britney movement people are trying to be uh, trying to overtake Justin Timberlake, her ex-boyfriend, by the way, both of which on the Mickey Mouse Club, uh, with that is just so typically May from her uh, her song where she wears that. I don't know. I, I really don't. I, the meme that they use has the red spandex on, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Are those, are those real problems? I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess... I don't know. People are really talking about it. That doesn't mean it's a problem. Um, back to the Lapu Lapu, because that didn't take long. I'm not a real big Lapu Lapu guy. I will, however, say that over at the drop-off at um, Art of Animation, they have a specialty, like, Big Blue Ocean drink, or Big, yeah, Big Blue Ocean. Okay. Um, it is delicious. It's probably, like, $12 or $13, because you have to get your complimentary glow cube. And by complimentary, I mean it complements the drink. It's not for free. Um, but it's delicious. Absolutely delicious. Now, what uh, what drink did your wife go with today? She had some sort of whatever beer they serve in Galaxy's Edge. Um, I think it was, I want to say Stella. I don't know. I don't know if they even serve Stella in the parks. But it definitely was not like a, a Bud Light. Right? It was not a light beer. It had a little bit of... Uh, little something to it she likes the the heavier kind of like the ipas and all that stuff i have to be in a mood for it we've, we've done our snack crawls before where i you know i'll be like oh i'll try this one or i'll try that one but i'm a very light beer kind of guy you know i just the heavier stuff just it bloats me i'll just call it as it is it just doesn't sit right in my stomach so i could drink McUltra all day to me that's refreshing I mean, you know most people will say it tastes like water which it you know, mostly it mostly is but you know for me it's refreshing but my wife likes to she likes the stellas she likes the cigar city highlight um those kind of things i did have um on saturday night i did have um it was my cigar city it was a it was a pale ale but it had some oh crap what was the name of it I'm about to look this up during the show, but it was like a, a like a tropical, not a tropical, like a fruity kind of pale ale. It was very good. I'm find the name of this now. I should have been prepared. Well, but, I will. Uh, so to to fill time while you look this up, I will say High Lie is probably the only IPA that I will drink without complaint. Well, not that I'll really complain about drinking, um, but it's the only IPA that I will enjoy. And I think a lot of that is like a Pavlovian reflex. Because the only time I ever really have highlight is in Disney or in Florida specifically, based on some, um, it being brewed at Cigar City out of Tampa. So I have that, you know, fond memory of the the taste of highlight. Um, so when I, I get it up here, because it, it used to be very difficult to find up in in the north. Uh, that has since changed in the last couple of years. Joe, I really hope you're going to find the name of this. No, I got it. I can only ramble for, for so I'm much waiting, I'm waiting for you to finish. It's the, uh, the Invasion. 
Okay. Yeah, trop- tropical pale ale. It's very good. It's like five percent. Um, you know, and I like highlight too. The funny about highlight is, and we'll get to the Disney news in a minute, but years ago, um, we were sitting at the Contemporary at the Outer Rim, and I see that the Cigar City Canada. So I think it was like 2015 or whatever, it was 2016. And uh, I'm a huge fan of the game of highlight. And if people don't know, highlight it's a Spanish game that um, in the set in the 60s and 70s and even 80s. Um, it came over to the U.S. It was very big in South uh, South Florida and even up in it's as far as Connecticut as well. But uh, if you've ever watched the old episodes of Miami Vice, there they show highlights or uh, in the intro they show guys playing highlight and uh, and stuff and so on. And um, it's uh, I love the game. I used to go to the Dania Highlight in Dania Beach in South Florida. My grandparents lived down, lived down the street from it. And when I saw that can, I was like, oh, I'll, let me try one of the highlights, whatever. And you know, most people don't even know that like that that beer comes from that game <laughs> you know, it's named after the game so uh but that's how we first tried it and we we both liked it uh for me it um it's i gotta pace myself because it's pretty strong beer my wife has like three of them she's like lit so it's kind of funny to watch uh those are dangerous when she starts drinking them but um but yeah i had the uh going back to this week i had the invasion and that was pretty good i enjoyed it um it wasn't too heavy had a nice taste to it and uh but i was also at like a, a Marriott over by Legoland. So this was not on Disney property. So I know Disney only carries highlight. That's it. They don't, they don't carry uh, anything else usually, but so, but okay. yeah, I was in, yeah, I was in Legoland too, though, by the way, this weekend. So yeah, let, let's jump right into that. Joe, you, uh, you, you've mentioned it a couple of times. Tell yes. us about your weekend at Legoland. Uh, so it was you know, 30,000 foot view of it. Yeah, thirty thousand foot view. So I've um, never been. My my brother and sister in law and the kids they've had uh, annual passes. And uh, Legoland, if, if you guys don't know, the Legoland Florida Resort, it's um, in Winter Haven. So just go past Disney on I four West and then go south on I think it's US twenty seven. I think uh, maybe like thirty miles or twenty five miles over it is. So it's kind of in like it's in between the Tampa metro area and Orlando. Uh, you get a mix of radio and television stations, but that's kind of where it is. And it's not a huge place. Uh, they've got two. They've got two hotels technically on property uh, that border the entrance to the park, and it's on Lake Eloise, I believe it's called. Um, one's the Legoland Hotel, and one is the Lego Pirate Hotel, which just opened last year, believe it or not, during the pandemic. But uh, but it's like kind of one giant building. But anyway, not a huge place. It's a small park, but a, a thirty thousand foot view. Um, it's not a park for adults to go to by themselves so for jen and i to go by ourselves it's not that kind of park i will say and this is a place that is not trying to compete with walt disney world this place is designed for kids ages three to eight maybe 10 my, my niece is 10 my nephew's eight so she's kind of on the i think on the older side of things he's like right in their wheelhouse um they do the theming really well if you love legos there's a lot of cool theming to it um you know, there's a few kind of teeny little roller coasters, nothing crazy. I would say maybe a step above like the Barnstormer. You know, they uh, there's a couple little mini like uh, one's called Flight School where you kind of dangle. Um, it's one of those like dangling kind of coasters where like your feet hang, but it's it looks like a mini version of something you find at Six Flags, but it's not a Six Flags coaster. So um, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting place though, Chuck. It's uh it's not something that like you, me, Jen, and Heather would go to alone. 
<laughs> so, uh, but they do a great job. The Lego theming is really cool. It's not crazy expensive. Their park hours are very limited. It's like it was 10 to 6 on like the weekend day. It seems like a more of a locals park or like if you're if not a state, like a day a day trip park, you know, kind of deal. Um, my brother and sister-in-law, they got a, a, a suite at the Legoland Hotel. I will say it's probably the loudest hotel I've ever seen. And I, I want to do a full, actually, review, because maybe there will be some Mickey News listeners who have small kids who maybe find some of the information uh, helpful, kind of like I did the Orange Lake review a long time ago. So I will go into a full, but it is probably the loudest hotel I've ever been in. It's just like chaos everywhere. But the staff was nice. They call themselves model citizens. Um, like you roll into the elevator, Chuck, and um, it's it's like disco themed and like the door closes and like all like on the back wall of the elevator, it's got like disco themed stuff. And all of a sudden the lights go out the elevator and like a disco ball comes on and starts playing like ABBA. Like it's like things like that. They, they, they do a really good job with it. So, uh, but yeah, it was an interesting experience, but definitely for kids ages three to eight, that is the wheelhouse they're going for and uh but it wasn't expensive and we got the florida resident rate it was like 75 bucks for you know for it was like we had to buy a two-day ticket it was like the cheaper one so we only went one day but um but yeah you could you could probably do the park in like th- three or four hours <laughs> if, if you had no weight so but um it was good so that's the thirty thousand foot view it was a very interesting weekend though Okay. I highly, I highly recommend the Courtyard Marriott right out the front gate down the street. You know, uh, work puts us up at Marriotts a lot when we travel. Uh, I will say they are a very, very good chain. Like, no matter where you are, you know what you're going to get is when you book a Marriott, for the most part. Like a Marriott-branded hotel. Yeah. Well, shout out to the uh, the general manager of that hotel there. Um, we actually were talking to him. My brother rented a whole bunch of rooms because the, the parents of... God bless them. They had six 10-year-old girls and three eight-year-old boys in this trip and they had like the guys all the boys in one you know one hotel and all the girls were in the lego suite whatever but long story short he had a whole bunch of rooms like it was it was a mess and <laughs> but the general manager at the courtyard was amazing it's a brand new facility on the lake and um yeah shout out to him they did a great job getting all the rooms everybody like all on the same floor and just yeah they were he's that's a great place they really just took care of us so it was good stuff there so yeah if you don't want to stay pay the higher price at the Legoland Hotel and I'll go into this hopefully in a future future show Courtyard Merritt down the street the, they were great they were great over there man it's been a long weekend Chuck my goodness but yeah most weekends are uh, are longer than they originally seem at the outset you're like oh I'm gonna get so much relaxing done and yeah. you never do no. how, by the way how was your weekend uh, you know, fireside chat you know it, it was a it was a good weekend I uh I work in a job that doesn't really have weekends per se, so my my day off right now was today. Uh, but but we got to spend some time. We found a uh, a, a new like uh, pastry place around here. Uh, bakery, bakery's the word I'm looking for. Couldn't think of the name. Around here, that believe it or not is located on the same street as one of my favorite breweries. Um, so we went and spent. Uh, Spent some stuff over, or got some stuff over at the the bakery, and uh, absolutely delicious. I would put it as good as, if not better than, anything in Disney. Okay. Uh, So, they have macaroons, they have, like, petite cakes, so think of uh, what you can get at the Ganachery or Amaretz, like that little small Mickey Dome cake over at Amaretz. Better than that. Hands down better than that. 
Yeah, you know, speaking of the ganache, I'm thinking of uh, the joint down in uh, Disney Springs with the the cookies. Um, Gideon's. Gideon's, thank you. I want to say ganache too, and I'm like, that's not what it is. I haven't I've yet to get down there. We were supposed to get down there on Friday night, by the way, down at Disney Springs. Dude, it was just, it was so crowded, bro. So, like, Jen, we, we, we did a drive by, and Jen and I just looked at her, looked at each other, we're just like, nope. Now we're going to go over to the hotel. Because <laughs> we were, we were staying in Orlando on Friday just to have a head start to get to Legoland on Saturday. And it was just, it was so crowded. It was just one of those weekends where it was good weather, it was a little warm. And that was one of the things I wanted to try. I wanted to try, you know, some of the things that, you know, everything's finally starting to open up, you know, like, and, and we haven't been to uh, Gideon's yet, and just, it didn't happen. So I have not been to Florida since um, everything happened. So since 2019, November of 19th. So Gideon's wasn't open at that point. I, however, have had Gideon's cookies twice, and they are fantastic. All right. Um, I've had one my sister and one of my friends on separate trips go down to um, – Disney and the one thing that I would ask for is like, hey, you know what? I want to try the cookies the first time um, when my friend went down there. So I had her give me, I don't know, like four or five cookies from Gideon's and they are delicious. So my sister was down there recently. Um, we had her stop and get some, some Gideon's cookies and they are still as good. I would recommend the chocolate chip. And if you're a peanut butter person, I'd recommend the peanut butter crunch. Sounds good. Um, just yeah. since I didn't have dessert tonight, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, so. the, the extreme milk chocolate chip cookie, or the triple milk chocolate decker cookie, whatever. It, it's very chocolatey. It's very rich. Um, all the cookies have sea salt on them, so it's a nice, you know, sweet, salty uh, amalgamation of flavors there. Amalgamation word not used too often on the Mickey News podcast. I like that, though. I know. it's. Uh, we're, 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 we are well-rested today there, Joseph. Well, kind of <laughs> not really. Um... But yeah, so as soon as you get a chance to go down there, I would highly recommend it. So I'm looking at the menu real quick here, and I see here the, the coffee cake cookie. It's exclusive daily. That looks real good. Who doesn't love coffee cake? I do not like coffee cake. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, not a real big coffee cake guy, not a real big cheesecake guy. I respect that. Um, like, I so the uh, we were talking before we started recording. Uh, Junior's Cheesecake, everyone knows it. Everyone loves it down in New York City. Yeah, eh, Take it or leave it. Uh, and I've had it at Junior's, not just like the stuff that they have at the grocery store up here, but the actual Junior's cheesecake. It was good. Don't get me wrong. Meh. Take it or leave it. There's better well, it, out there. It's it's funny how, for example, tomorrow, tomorrow is uh, May 3rd, okay? And uh, tomorrow is the opening of the first White Castle in, I believe, in Central Florida. And people are going to go nuts for it. People are going nuts for it. It's funny because there are White Castles all over New Jersey and New York, and people avoid them like the plague. I love White Castle, personally. My point of my anecdote here is, you know, things that everybody, everybody's got different tastes and different favorites for certain things. And there are people out there who love juniors and people are just like, meh. There's going to be people that absolutely love White Castle and people are like, meh. So, but I'm, I'm curious to see what the uh, news coverage is tomorrow of the White Castle opening up. I was tempted to go down there. So that would uh, be a, a very bold move if you decided to do that, Dick Joseph. I love it, man. So, um... I- the fireside chat is really meandering today. So should we, should we talk a little? Should we talk a little Disney news? Well, I mean, some, we will, but I want to. I want to just address the White Castle. Um, All right. Debacle. Have you? Do you watch any like YouTube Disney travel vloggers? Not necessarily Disney specific, but maybe like Central Florida. 
Well, I mean, I want a travel vloggers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I watch like, I watch like Mickey views, and like like uh, like uh, Braden, I like him. It's, but he count. He doesn't live down here, I don't believe. So. No, that, that he doesn't count. count no. Those are like vloggers. Those are like Disney, I guess, influencers, right? So I guess really I don't. So very specifically, do you watch Adam the Woo? Yeah, I watch Adam. Yes, I watch Adam the Woo. I, I used to be more dedicated to watching his channel, but. Um, not as much as I used to, but yeah, I watch it. And, and that's okay. So long as you know who I'm speaking of. I was in one of Adam LeWu's videos, by the way. Were you? Yes. Yes. So Adam, so this is funny, and I wish I would have known he was there because I went up, went up and said hello. Um, Adam the Woo was at the opening of Bucky's in Daytona Beach, and he's literally standing like by the sign, by the highway, and I see myself in the background of his video pull up and park in a spot <laughs> of the car. I walk inside Bucky's. This was before Governor DeSantis and they had all the, the, the ribbon cutting. I literally see myself I'm probably 30, 40 feet from him. I had no idea it was him. And huh. walk inside Bucky's to go look around and stuff like that. The first day it opened at Daytona Beach. So. Well, I am going to uh, go back and rewatch that because I need to see Joe in, in a video. But that's not the point of this. So Adam the Woo did a, um, a daily vlog, as he does about how White Castle opened a ghost kitchen utilizing, like, Uber Eats and DoorDash or something. Interesting. Now, do you know what a ghost kitchen is? I do not. I'm sure you're going to so, tell me. I am, because you asked. Or not necessarily asked, because you didn't know. So ghost kitchen is essentially a non-branded, takeout-only kitchen where they make the food of certain restaurants. Um, Guy Fieri has a couple, but to build up the hype for White Castle, they opened up a ghost kitchen. And it's basically out of a industrial kitchen where they make White Castle food in this case. There was lines, there were lines, excuse me, that were six hours long. They turned off the ordering. It was a debacle because people wanted White Castle so bad. So if that tells you how it's going to be, gives any indication of how it's going to be, probably better to wait a couple weeks. Yeah, and it's not the same. I mean, it's not. You could buy White Castle in Publix, frozen, but it's not the same. Yeah, so. you could buy it up here at like Tops and Wegmans, but it's still not. The I, same. I, I have one more funny story about White Castle, and then we'll move on because I know our viewers, our viewers, our listeners probably don't want to hear about this. But I would say um, I had a couple of guys in my office back in Jersey when I used to work there. Um, they used to always talk a lot of smack about White Castle. I said, "Dude, I'll be down for you, White Castle." They're like, "Yeah, man, we're gonna order a Crave case. A Crave case is like." A case of like 20 or 24. I forgot what sizes they come in. And uh, so one day I said, yeah, I'm going to go pick up the Crave case, guys. You know, let's get in on us. Well, they all chickened out. I think I one day I ate like 10 or 12, right? Like over like a two-hour period. This was at the office. I felt so sick, right? The best part is, is that our big boss comes in. His office was at the other end of the hallway. And he's like, and it just, the whole office just smells like a, a White Castle-like kitchen, right? It's It's amazing. And because you were throwing the little boxes out like in the lunchroom and stuff like that. And he comes down and he's just like, who ordered the white Castiles? He's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and just like, dude, for like the next three days, like the whole office just reeked of White Castle. And like everybody's kind of making fun of me because I'm the one who brought them in. And I said, well, if everybody would have helped me eat them, I said, I'm like, they would have been gone by now. <laughs> but we ended up like going into the fridge, whatever, and staying overnight, you know, because you throw it, oh, somebody eat them, whatever. And they never did. But yeah, it was like, it was funny how the big boss was kind of like busting chops. He was kind of a little mad, but like, he kind of laughed at the same time. But how mad could you really be about White no, Castiles? Yeah, exactly. He called it White Castiles. But, you know, I don't know. That was kind of funny, but yeah, that was, uh, 
I guess I was kind of responsible for that odor for three days, but anyway, so. Well, All right. Worst things to be known for. Enough about White Castle. Enough about White Castle. Let's enough talk, about let's everything else. Let's talk about Disney news, huh? Yes. Yes. We're only how many minutes into the show? I don't even know. I haven't. It's kind, of, kind of a light week, right? But there's a couple of little things going on. Well, there's a couple of little things. We are 21 minutes into the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a couple of things going on. We have three or four news stories that we want to touch on. Um, two of which, and those are going to be the first two that we're going to get to, are COVID-related to an extent. So within the last couple of weeks, and for the first time since Walt Disney World reopened, since July of 2020, guests could not fill up their own refillable cups or use any type of self-service beverage station. Beverage station. However, starting late April, that has changed. Guests now follow a process while using the self-service soda fountains. Try saying that five times fast. Um, and this now includes Sunshine Seasons. Why are there so many S's in this? Um, which is one of Epcot's most popular locations. So you are now able to utilize and fill up your own soda at food courts all around Walt Disney World. Um, not really a, a huge news story, but it does show that some of the COVID restrictions are starting to be lifted so that's all that's a good thing joe what are your thoughts so no i think it's you know listen for over a year plus right we, we've been seeing like you know brighter brighter days are ahead right and we've been frustrated a little bit i know i was really down at disney for a long time like it's not fun anymore i understand that like some of the precautions or actually all the precautions were put into place for a reason we all understand that these are the brighter days and only a disney podcast would be talking about self-service soda stations but it's baby steps, right? It's it's steps in the right direction, and you got to start somewhere. You got to learn to walk or uh, to crawl before you you know walk, and then before you run, right? So this is one of those things. And you know what? It's all of those things back in the day that we used to take for granted. You used to get your you know, fill up your own mug, you get the refillable mugs. It, it was just easy. You know, a lot of things now it's it's a process for everything, and the fact that this has been lifted, it just shows that we're starting to move in the right direction. I will say on top of this, Chuck, while I was waiting in line at the Hollywood Studios today, uh, Orlando Orlando International Airport just announced that they are going to three-foot social distancing. And why I think that is a good thing is even though I think Disney probably won't go to six, uh, three feet because, A, I don't think they want to readjust all of the uh, markings on the ground that are all over right. property. But it just shows that, like, the um, the atmosphere in Central Florida, uh, because if people you can say what you want about Florida, right? Orlando, everybody's been really good about it. You know, what I'm saying even a lot of you know, a lot of places in Florida have been good about it. I'm here, I see it. The fact that even locally in Orlando they're going to three foot, this shows that, like the area, the numbers are good, everything's moving in the right direction, and I think just all of that together, it's 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 brighter days. I'm really hoping, honestly, man. I'm between that that you could take your masks off for photos now. That's a huge one as well. I don't know if we talked about that or not, but I, I see people um, getting photo pass today, and you can actually see their, their smiles and stuff like that. That's that's nice. That's like the little things because there are people that are on their family vacations today, walking around. I saw people with like so and so's family uh, vacation Disney World breaking out of quarantine. Like people are kind of having some fun with it. They're on their trips, their family trips, and the fact they can get you know pictures without masks on. That's a huge deal. So this kind of is all rolled into that, Chuck. It's all moving in the right direction. I'm really hoping 
I think that the country and everybody has made a lot of progress in the last couple of months with vaccinations and all that kind of stuff. That I'm really hoping for 50th anniversary that like that it's going to be really accelerated. You know what I'm saying? It really that in a good spot. That may be a good time frame, yeah. I'm no, really I hope- hadn't thought about that, but that's probably a good time frame. I'm really hoping, man, that like around October, like if they're going to kind of pull restrictions, and I've, I've been on a record saying that like I think Disney's going to be one of the last places in the state of Florida to have restrictions. I think they will be. Um, but I really hope that they're going to take like a huge step that it's going to be around the 50th. I mean, I hope it'd be sooner than that. But, you know, I think it would be a perfect way to like, it's almost like a rebirth. So we'll see what happens. I mean, by, these are all little steps. And I think that rolls into our next story, Chuck, right about the uh, the return of valet parking, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, Disney is, like Joe said, returning to valet. It did not return when the parks opened. However, they are starting to bring that back. And there is a timeline for, for, for excuse me, full service valet to return to select resort hotels. So starting today, being May the 2nd, Contemporary and Riviera have started their valet again. The 16th shows us Yacht Club and Boardwalk. The 30th of May is Coronado and Beach Club. The 30th of May also includes Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani Village. And June 7th being the final day, Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Um, Grand Floridian also started today as well. Or, well, it has previously started, excuse me, that started yesterday. Um, so... This is another one of those Disney things, and it's not even just a Disney thing. It's a, uh, it's actually a pretty commonplace thing for most hotels that are resort-based, where valet exists, and Disney's getting back onto that. So, Joe, thoughts on that one? No, I think it's great. Number one is, like I said, uh, return to normalcy. Valet is nice. There's some nights where I'd rather pay. Now, obviously, uh, we used valet a lot. We had tables in Wonderland, and that is no longer in play anymore. So the valet is $33. So if you're feeling saucy, go ahead and, and do it. It might be worth it for you. Um, but also, too, is, uh, you know, it's it's putting cast members back to work. It's putting, you know, the valets work hard, man. Those guys, I, I've been a valet before yeah. years ago in my early, late teens, early 20s, you know, and uh, it's not an easy job. Um, if you're a good valet, you're, you're running, you're running kind of hard back and forth, you know, getting cars and stuff like that. But yeah, it's getting cast members back to work and it's getting, uh, every little thing is a step in the right direction. And I'm trying to be really positive lately about the things of Disney. I think we're going in the right direction and, uh, they may seem, they may seem inconsequential, but you know what though? Every, every, everything is a small step back in the right direction. So it's good. So uh, about the the cast members getting back to work, I think Disney may find themselves in a little bit of a, a pickle here with they're going to need more cast members sooner than they probably had anticipated, and they may not be able to swell up those ranks as fastly or as fastly as quickly as we would like, um, and quite frankly as they would probably like. So you may see a little bit of a lag time on some of this stuff. Um, the broader perspective of things, but I I do see that happening. And Joe, were you in the Bucky or like did you watch the Adam the Woo Bucky's episode? I I, I did. Yes, I okay. did not catch myself. Am I in it? I don't. Think I don't know. That's what I'm looking for. No, no, no. I I'm in the beginning. Um, like the very beginning of the episode. Yeah, it's kind of the the, the beginning. Oh, okay. Uh, not to detract. All right. Anyways, <laughs> any other thoughts on the valet returning to Walt Disney? No, I think it's I think it's great, dude. Um, I, I honestly, I was like I said, I was there today. I was on property. They had the um, Summit Cheerleading Championships. Uh-huh. Shout out to shout out to my buddy Mike Rahman over at Beer Guest Podcast. 
Uh, he was there with his daughter uh, and his wife. So there was cheerleaders running around all over the place, but it was crowded, dude. And I, I just, the demand, I think, is, I'm out of travel agent, but the demand looks like it's there. It's busy. And, I mean, I, I just, I hope they keep upping the capacity because there's there's been some days I wanted to get some park passes and it, like, locked out. <laughs> so, um, but it was busy today, man, which is good. So, I mean, get those cast members back to work or hire new ones, whatever. But it's it doesn't look like it did a year ago. It was a ghost town. So... Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Um, that it, it doesn't look like it a year ago. Yes. So, we have five, two two more news stories this week that we want to touch on. Um, Joe, do you want to go with good or bad first? Uh, let's go with the bad. Let's mix it up a little bit. Okay. Then we, can, then we can finish on the good. We'll finish on the high note. Yeah. So, within the last three weeks, or excuse me, two weeks, um, on April 23rd, the Skyliner once again experienced an accident where two gondolas crashed into each other, resulting in broken glass and downtime for the transportation system. Um, Disney, you know, has released a statement saying that no one was injured, which is very, very good, and it did result in a couple hours of downtime. Um, now, the gondola system, the Skyway, one of the best modes of transportation on park, if on property, if you ask me. Joe, have you done it? I have, yes. And my attitude about the Skyliner has changed a little bit over time. Uh, I mean, I'm still pro monorail. Um, I understand that the monorail is not going to happen. It's too expensive to build. Um, but I think it's it's a um, it's 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 another great way instead of putting more buses on the road. I think it's 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 another unique thing. That's what's good about Disney World. There's unique modes of transportation to get guests around. And it's an Omni-Mover, so it never stops. That is true. So the load times and the transportation times on that are fantastic. Now, my cha- my uh, thought on the, the Skyline has changed, obviously, since the first inception of it, uh, where, hey, there's no air conditioning, there's no this, there's no that, there's no this, there's no that. Um, oh, by the way, you better hope you don't get stuck. I was stuck on the thing for a half hour once. It's not the end of the world. It's not great, but it's not the end of the world. Um... And I, I do prefer when I'm at on property to stay at either Pop Century or Art of Animation if I'm doing a value or, or one of the Coronados. Um, or I, I mean, I guess the Boardwalk, you could technically use the Epcot one. Like the Boardwalk Resort area, you could use the Epcot one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, guess, I mean, Just, uh, you can also like, walk. Yeah, by the time you, I mean... By the time you you could probably just walk there. By the time I mean, yeah, because you got to go halfway back to go half the, the full amount. In any case, um, it's it's fantastic. I highly recommend the uh, the uh, Skyliner Resorts if you can swing it or if you want to swing it. But these safety inspection or these safety accidents that have happened multiple times, kind of concerning. Um, thankfully, each of the two accidents that have occurred no one has been hurt which is great because i mean as you may remember you may not um there were some pretty severe accidents involving the monorail where people lost their lives um so thankfully this is not one of those instances but not good not a good look it's probably still i mean obviously it's still safer taking a bus around property as somebody who has ridden a bus everywhere and who drives around property a lot uh, and who's also ridden his motorcycle around property, um, it's definitely still safer. I mean, listen, they got their stuff together. It was rushed a little bit in the beginning, but I mean, for how much it's run lately, this is really only the second 
the second real second real big one and it really wasn't even like it, it didn't even make noise like the first one did i mean it was down for a couple hours and it was back up so yeah, i think it's uh two hours you know and when something runs all the time you know it's it, it's gonna happen there's accidents with all kinds of public transportation so but think about this if this was if this was 1989 or 1990 we would never hear about this it's only because everybody is literally a reporter and like it's just shooting video constantly and hashtagging Disney and then it just gets out there. It's instantaneous re- reporting. So uh, every every little thing is reported on now. So it's things have probably been happening for years. We never really knew about it. So. Yeah, very, very valid. By the way, um, it's around two minutes and six seconds in the video. You see my car pull up and then eventually I roll out. So I'm in a gold Nissan Murano. So <laughs> just want to let you know that. I was letting you play in the background, by the way, when you were talking before. <laughs> Well, I, that's what I was doing too. I was watching in the background. Also, the uh, and they'll see me forget my mask, and they walk back to my car to get the mask, and then they go back inside. So, so, so here's what I will say: the Ghost Kitchen episode of um, White Castle is literally the episode after the first day of Bucky's. He's everywhere. Um, so, so actually, wow! If you look at this, the opening day of Bucky's had 136,000 views. The Ghost Kitchen of White Castle, 80,000. People are much more excited about a gas station than anything else. Don't knock until you try it. It's great. I really wish I could get myself to a Bucky's. I, I, they, really I, I will say they, they do have the cleanest restrooms. Like, there's a dude there all the time just cleaning the bathrooms. So, And they pay their employees really well, man. I will say that. Like, they're starting at 15 bucks an hour minimum. Okay. I mean, and they've, and they've got a lot of people working there. So food's always fresh. The kitchen's clean. Um, it's got a weird smell in it because they've got barbecue going in it. they got all kinds of different things cooking in there. But it, it's a fun it's a fun thing. But I'll tell you, it's a process. If you think you're going to get in and out of there very quickly, it's not going to happen. That's the thing. It's like it's yeah, a process it, to get it, out it of Bucky's Club. Like but I love it. I love Bucky's. I was very anti-Bucky because I was like, oh, who needs 100 gas pumps? And I'm like... I kind of see why you need 100 gas when somebody <laughs> leaves their car and goes inside and shops for an hour, an hour or so. But anyhow, so. What, what, what's, what's, what's the good news story, Chuck? Since uh, the Skyliner, luckily nobody was hurt. It was running today, no problems, it looked like. Yeah, yep, it's back up Skyliner. and running. Yep. Um, so now the good, you said 2 minutes and 31 seconds. Yeah, two, uh, no, 2.06. Right, 2.06. 2.06, yeah. All right. So the good news for this week and for all of... Walt Disney World fans is. Can you guess it? I'm building. I, I, I know what it is. I know what it is. Do, do you want me to? Uh, no, I'm, I, I'm building. Do you want me to say what it is? Uh, the People Mover for the first time is reopened at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Joe, the People Mover's been down for oh geez, a long time since uh, since, since the, the fire. fire. Since before the pandemic, right? Yeah, since the fire, that was right when before they shut down when the uh, the ramp caught on fire, or the alleged ramp caught on fire. Well, no, not the, well, the, the ramp alleged, is not the alleged thing. The fire no, it was, was the alleged thing. The yeah, ramp was, exists. Uh, the fire the may or may not. Yeah, it was smoking. <laughs> the the ramp was smoking quite heavily. Um, so the people mover being open is probably one of those quintessential Disney things that it doesn't feel like a Disney trip unless you buy it. So, Joe, what are your thoughts on it being open? And what is the one thing that you absolutely have to do on every trip to Disney, whether it be a, a, like a park-specific thing, for it to feel like a Disney trip? 
So I will say this. Uh, I'm very excited it's open. Number one, because A, I'm tired of hearing about it being closed and when it's going to open. Okay, so number two is it's a great per, uh, people eater, per se, for like, uh, for, uh, you know, for an attraction. It takes a lot, it takes a lot of people off of, uh, you know, out of Tomorrowland, puts them on an attraction. It's relaxing. I mean, it's great riding the people move around at night. Tomorrowland, seeing a contemporary lit up in the background, all the lights at Tomorrowland. I mean, just wait till Tron opens up and all of, like, I'm sure it's going to be some kind of lighting effect outside for Tron with that little canopy covering thing. It's just going to be really cool, but I'm excited it's open. It's just, it's nice to get off your feet for a while. I like just taking the quote unquote grand circle tour of Tomorrowland. Um, it's one of those things that you take for granted when it's not there. And I really hope that a lot of these things that were closed or have gone away because of the pandemic. And then when they come back, we we as Disney fans don't take them for granted and appreciate them. Uh, I think Disney as a as a whole has seen value in that because I mean they they really they made merchandise about the People Mover. So um, and also too think about it, the People Mover is gone in California Disneyland, never came back. I mean yeah, they tried the whole Rocket Rods thing, that was a disaster, or whatever. But yeah, it's a it's a shame they haven't really invested some money back into it and and opened it up. I mean they're building the Avengers Campus and all this other stuff. It's like just take like a million dollars and build the new people mover over in Tomorrowland or whatever, you know, do something. I don't know. But um, I think it's great, man. As for an attraction that, uh, you know, it, I would say for for the Magic Kingdom itself, I would say I always want to do Space Mountain. Okay. Um, I, I would say Space, Splash, or Big Thunder. I mean, just I have so many great memories. I really am going to miss Splash when it's gone. I just have so many memories of riding out with my cousins. Like, just those great trips when I was like a, a teenager, you know what I'm saying? Hanging out with the older cousins and just having fun in the Magic Kingdom. And just, just those three rides, we just had a blast. I mean, those were the big three attractions. And so uh, I would say that Hollywood Studios, you know, I always want to do Rock and Roller Coaster. That's always a, a must for me. If I do that, I'm happy. Uh, yeah, it's mostly the coasters, I'd say. And I would say even for Epcot, um, Test Track. I love Test Track at night. It's just like a thing for me. I've talked about it before. Test Track at night. You know, like eight o'clock at night, sun setting. It's nice and cool out. You pop out those doors and doing 62 miles an hour. It's awesome. So I mean, 64.9. Kind of, 64.9. That's right. So come on, have you um, ever wrote, ridden the ride? I have. Yes, I've, I've ridden the attraction. Um, but yeah, but I'm uh, going back to the people over though. I'm really glad it's back. It's it's a classic. Um, and it's just it's just it, it was uh, it's kind of the heart of Tomorrowland a little bit. It really is. I mean, it's you know. I've, People love it, and I think it's uh, it would be a shame for it if it never reopened. So I'm really glad that they updated the software, whatever they were doing with it. All these different reports out there about what, you know, different kind of um, software updates. I guess it's safer. I know there was a couple lawsuits, whatever, with the cars bumping into each other. But uh, hopefully it's all good to go, and uh, it'll be open for a very, very long time moving forward. What are your thoughts about it since uh, you haven't been there in a while? No, so, uh, I haven't. Um, luckily... It is one of the things that I I have ridden so many times, one of the attractions that I have spent so much time on that I do feel that it's worth the trip and that, you know, God forbid, it were to have never reopened again, I have enough memories of it. Um, I One of the best times I distinctly remember riding it was right before, I think, Hurricane Irma hit Florida. I was flying out of Orlando either that day or the next um, morning. It was probably that that night actually, and I, I went to Magic Kingdom by myself for actually I was by myself for the entire trip, um, and, and I just I rode around 
Tomorrowland. I did two or three laps on the people mover because, you know, it was the day before the hurricane hit. No one was there. And it was a, a quite literal calm before the storm. Um, luckily, I, I got out on my flight that evening, so I didn't have any issues with that. But the, that sense of tranquility that I experienced on that ride was uh, was fantastic and probably one of the best memories I have of the people mover. Do you think it's popular because, you know, excluding Astro Orbiter, it's one of the only attractions you're elevated, and you can get a little, a little bit of a bird's eye view. Yeah, back in the day, you had the the Skyliner to uh, or the Skyway to, to Tomorrowland or slash Fantasyland. Right. But besides Astro Orbiter, where you're kind of spinning in a circle, I mean, you're, this is really the only attraction you're elevated where you could kind of like look down a little bit, see what's going on. I mean, it's just, it's a, maybe a different perspective per se. You know, it's a very, very good possibility. It does get you some great shots of the castle as well. So for those of us who like to, to take pictures uh, and put them on the interwebs, uh, it's a fantastic way to do it. I would love to sit there with like a six pack. Like seriously, you get like... <laughs> I don't a, think a, a they're going to let you do that. No, I know that if you could. But sit, like, <laughs> see, that's how relaxing it is. You can just sit there with like a little cooler, a little Yeti cooler six pack. You know, just throw your feet up. And just like if you were allowed to go round and round, just there with like a six pack and just like, you know, have a few laughs, have a beer, you take take in the scenery. I mean, that would be fantastic. That would be a true fireside chats. Yes. Uh, adventure. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that's all I have for this week. Joe, do you have anything before we wrap no, things up? No, I'm just saying, no. I mean, it's, it was good to be back in the parks today. Um, was it a long day at Hollywood Studios? Um, I think we were there from like. 1230 to like five and I know people out there like that's all you stayed like well had an hour and a half drive home I was tired from the weekend but we did do a, a bunch of stuff at the studios it wasn't too bad it got busy later in the day I think the the cheerleading competition let out or because all the groups showed up like right. around three four o'clock um, or actually I think maybe we caught it right between park hopping probably at two o'clock so maybe we caught the the lull there but it was good it was good to be back in the parks uh i'm really hoping like i said with all the up the updates that uh every time we go back there it's gonna be a more and more pleasant experience back to normal and uh yeah we'll see uh we'll, we'll see how uh, things move but it was uh it was good it's getting hot though it was hot today man it was 96 that's what like, my car thermometer said yeah that, that's so little, it was it was hot with the, it was hot with the with the the mask on the face today it was uh I was very happy to drink my blue milk in the corner stationary and cool off. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but everything was good, man. Can't complain. So every day, every day in the park is a good day. So that's uh, that's all I got, brother. So it was fun just to chat a little bit tonight and make fun of myself on Adam the Woo. And, uh, you know, just a fun, just a fun, nonchalant show tonight. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So before we wrap everything up this week, Joe, tell the people where you can be found on the interwebs. Uh, Instagram, Twitter at Joe Quat. You can find me over at the resortloop.com DVC roundtable show and over at the Disney Dads podcast. Great group of guys over there as well. Have a lot of fun with them uh, doing the show. So yeah, check uh, check me out over there as well. All right. As far as me, I can be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. You can find us all on Facebook and Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. You can find us on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes podcast. And you can email us at themickeydudes at gmail.com. We promise we'll probably look at it in 6 to 12 months. So thank you all for joining Joe and I this week. We will see you all next week.
just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.